Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow! I'm Sandalini. So what? And a very Christmassy so what to all of you. Yes. We're not sure when this episode's going out. We're recording it on Friday the 20th. Um, it's supposed to be like a, a mailbag roundup. We're going to put it out just before Christmas, I think. Andy, when this actually goes out, although we're not sure precisely when it'll be, do you think you will be drunk by then? I fucking hope so, because you know what? I've had this. I've had a cold for like four days now. So you, I'm sick of it. I thought it was getting better. So you've missed out not. on valuable drunkenness um, time because it being the season well, for I've, drunkenness. I've, I, I, yeah, I guess so. I, I'll it'll probably kick in from from Monday when I haven't got any work on and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I probably will be. I'll, I'll be. I'll be slightly tiddly at best. Sat in your rig, or at worst, with a glass of something. Yeah. Maybe I tell you what's quite Maybe nice. The, because it's Christmas, if you're having, if you get on the cans early, it's fine. But mm. stick a couple of cloves or whatever spices you got lying around in your cupboard. Maybe a bit of nutmeg, or if you're really desperate, just like some black pepper, and then heat the beer up in the microwave for about forty seconds, mm. and then it's then it's all right to drink it quite early. That's legit. Yeah, warm beer I with a spice um, in, or any it- booze you got lying about. I think you're being incredibly generous about the contents of my cupboard there, Sam. Well, that's why I thought, I thought there's no way a man around. like Andy's going to have cloves. So that's why I went right down to black pepper. But even that, I'm not sure you might sort of be a bit like black fucking pepper. I've, what do you think this is? A Michelin star some, fucking um, restaurant? I've, I've got some tubs of ambrosia custard. Is that a spice? <laughs> that's, no, that's not a spice, mate. I'm trying to think what the closest <laughs> you'd have to spices are. Um, salt. Do you have? Do you own salt? I've got salt. Yeah, I'll put some salt in my beer. Put some salt in your beer. Pour, Heat it up. Pour the, pour the beer into a plastic tub, like maybe a washed-out old <laughs> margarine tub. You're bound to have some of that, right? Pour it into a microwavable vessel. Yeah. Put some salt in, right? I know you own fruit yeah. because you, you've told us before about your fruitine. So you could chop up some seasonal fruit, like a bit of orange or something. Chuck that in, right? Yeah. Then I'll, I'll I'll sprinkle I'll sprinkle a fruit cake into it like the way you sprinkle an octopus. Lovely, cake. lovely. And then <laughs> stick it in the microwave. Like I say, forty-five seconds, warm gently. You don't want it scalding hot. And then you can either it's up to mm. you. You can either ladle it from the margarine tub into a cup or glass, or yeah. you can simply lift the margarine yeah. um, tub up and and sup directly from the vessel. It's up to you. Because it's Christmas, mm. so you know. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll I'll probably just drink drink the cans, and you can call not, it. I have a bit of fruit cake. Andy's it. hot fruit cake lager beer, Mar- mm. margarine beer. I could do. I'll, I'll I'll take that on board, Sam. I'll consider it carefully. 
Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do. I might make that and video it for the cunters, stick it out later. So it's like a little Christmas. That's good. So it'll be like Nigella at home, but it'll be Sam at home with a little few Christmas Christmas tricks and life hacks for when you've got people coming round at short notice. You may have family coming round at short notice. You're like, oh, I've got nothing in. Oh, hang on a minute. I remember that recipe Sam told me for... Andy's hot margarine fruitcake beer. Maybe I could quickly knock up some of those and then I won't be... Because you don't want to be ashamed when your family arrive, do you? <coughs> this is true. This is true. I mean, by, by the middle of next week, I'm going to be... Um, me, me only meal will be Christmas dinner and then everything else around that three days either side will be either leftovers or snacks yeah. or party food. I won't yeah. have what you call conventional meals. I'll just graze on party food. What the, I agree with that. I'm really, uh, I totally am behind that, and it'll be the same for me. But what is the situation with breakfast around this time of year? Anything you want, mate. Chocolate. So you get up. You might have some quality street. And Kids can have chocolate if they want. You know, like yeah. a cold. You know, cold pigs in blanket. I mean, I won't be having it this year. Now I'm a veggie. Mm. But you know, when they they're cold, they're in the fridge. And some quite thick mm. white fat has sort of solidified around them, congealed in the it, yeah. in the fridge yeah. overnight. Now, yeah. do you scrape that fat off with a knife or a bit of kitchen paper, like wipe mm. it off, or do you eat I, the congealed fat? No, I would, I would scrape it off. It's a bit disgusting. That mind you, the idea that there'd be any pigs in blankets left over anywhere is very fanciful. Do you remember that time think, last year oh, when you and your I think your son was involved? You definitely were. Where you bought a big box of pigs in blankets? <laughs> yes, and like you just had them as a bridging snack. I think you ate that a whole the whole lot yeah. in one sitting. That I, that I think there was I think there was a box of box of twenty. Yeah, it was a box of twenty pigs in blankets. You had ten each. <laughs> it was fucking, fucking dreamland. It was sickening by the end of it. Yeah, but by what the time we got the number nine, it was just sickening. Oh, I'll do that again. Give us what, another you one. Tried the vegan pigs in blankets, Sam. Do they exist? Yeah, my daughter, my daughter's a vegan. She got some the other day, and I don't know what she thought of them, but she she's left some in the fridge. Where and from? I try them. Where'd she get because, them? You know, um, Sainsbury's. I don't oh. know if they're Sainsbury's own brand or if they're a, a vegan brand, but Sainsbury's is doing I'll them. I'll stick them on the uh, Christmas and, uh, order. I, we're, put, we're compiling the old Sainsbury's delivery at the moment online. Yeah. And speaking of, of veganism, I tried some vegan custard the other day. Oh, yeah. And you know what? It was very nice. Was it? Very nice. It was Wonder what no, they make that no with. better, no worse than dunno. No better Coconut or worse milk. than conventional custard. It was it was a bit thinner than, than yeah. Ambrosia custard, but yeah. it, it had that kind of school dinner thin custard quality. Thinness, about it. Yeah, it's not very bad, nice. especially if you pour it onto a spongy cake. Yeah. Yeah, I was dead impressed with that. So Andy, I'm inching towards veganism. Last Sunday I made a cake, right? And I don't often welcome bake cakes. Welcome along if you're just joining us to our... Well, welcome along to our football podcast. If you're just I joining us for the first time. I don't often bake cakes, but I thought, fuck this, I'm going to bake a cake. I had nothing on that Sunday. So yeah. I thought, I'll bake a cake and I'll make it a bit Christmassy. And I'm not a vegan, but mm. making a Christmas cake is a bit of a pain in the ass because a lot of these Christmas things have suet in them, which are non-appropriate right. for vegetarians because as I understand not, it, they're, no. they're pig's guts, aren't they? That's what suet is. I think so, yeah. Pig, Something pig like gut. that. So 
I mm. thought I'll make my own version of a Christmas cake with all the bits you don't like taken out. Like, you know, candied orange peel, lemon peel. No one likes those bits, right? Well, I don't. Anyway. Yeah. Fucking hell, mate. This cake I made, not to boast, but it is the best cake I've ever tasted. And it's massive. It's still on the Whoa. go now. So every night, <coughs> every Fucking night, hell. it's really hard to resist it because you can, I don't want to be eating cake every day, especially with Christmas ahead. No. But... I admit, every day apart from... Is it not Christmas now? No, I know, but the real Christmas Ah, will kick in at the weekend. I don't want to be in... I don't want to start this early on daily cake consumption, but it's been such a strain. Right. Because the the fruitcake I made is delicious. So nice. It's mainly raisin-based. So I put, like, almost double the amount of raisins recommended in the recipe. Walnuts. Yeah. Various spices. uh, Ground almonds. And, you know, lots of brown mm-hmm. sugar and eggs and all the rest of it. Knockout. I'll put the recipe in the newsletter. Nice one. That, 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 I, I always thought that's where it would head. Recipe. A, it it a, a should recipe be a, a recipe-based yeah. newsletter, shouldn't it? Because then it's really useful. <laughs> what are we doing this episode for again? Oh, yeah. It's Friday morning when we're recording it, and we both went to see Star Wars separately last, yeah. last night. So we thought we'd... Um, we talk about that, given that some time will have passed between the the launch of the film and this episode going out. So lots of people have been to see it, and some of the spoilers won't be as. Um... Although there wasn't that many spoilers, really, was there? Some ghosts came back. Let's just say that. I thought that it was one or two when we when we were like in it, especially as it reached the end, and there was more ghosts turning up. And I was thinking yeah. they should have called this Star Wars Episode Nine <laughs> Ghost War, right? Because Ghosty Wars. <laughs> what I wanted it to be was just a massive ghost fight towards the end. But this is yeah. one of the... I mean, listen, I'm not going to criticise this movie. I thought it was brilliant, right? It was, uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it was exciting from the moment it started. It was the best start almost mm-hmm. to a, to a, to a um, Star Wars film of all of them, right? Even the, you know, the crawl, the famous crawl where they do the, the the words at the beginning that update you, right? Yeah, yeah. it's probably too much of a spoiler alert for me to say what the first <laughs> line is. I don't know if you remember it, but it's yeah. Got, go for it. Shall I say it. what it is? I think it's all right. See all right it. I'll just say yeah, this, right? You know, it usually starts and it says something like it is a time of conflict in the galaxy or something like that. Mm-hmm. This one just says mm-hmm. the dead speak! Exclamation mark. And I'm literally in the cinema (laughs) like this, clapping my hands, going, right, fucking great. The dead speak, right? And then from there on, you're just like, from there on, your jaw sort of drops a bit and stays that way for the rest of the two and a half hours that the film goes on for, right? And there is, it's full of fucking surprises. It's full of action. Um, uh, But... I did, there's loads of comedy in it. There's a lot of comedy. Loads of great one-liners in it. Yeah, but I think that um, the thing about all these ghosts, and yeah, you and I are never going to complain about ghosts in any context, really. But no, the thing ghosts. about all these ghosts is, is that once you realise that everyone comes back as a ghost, it does a little bit take the jeopardy out of any of the fighting. Because you think... Well, yeah. whoever wins this fight, it doesn't matter because they'll be back five minutes later as a ghost. And in many ways, they'll be just as powerful, yeah. if not more so. So in a way, in any lightsaber duel, losing is winning and winning is losing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
And, and, and as well, you know, it's not like that's a surprise or a spoiler because Ghost coming back has always been a big part of the Star Wars it films has. all the way through. Yeah. Hasn't it? You know, even, even in the first even ever the, Star the, Wars. The, the lowest. The, the lowest point of the entire franchise, which was George Lucas's remake of Return of the Jedi, which had the disco at the, at the very end, oh. where um, I think it was Anakin Skywalker he rocks who was up, played by who was that who was that who was that young cunt that was in the first part one to three. I've forgotten his name. Hayden Christensen, Hayden wasn't Christensen, it? Yeah. Hayden Christensen. Weird. Yeah, he turned up with the disco. He Fuck turned up at the disco you know, in his disco stuff. Clapping his hands. Yeah. yeah. Having a dance. Just that yeah. like fucking John Travolta. Having a little ghost dance. Yeah. Uh, all right, dickheads, it's me, Darth Vader, back. But I got rid of all the armour, and because I'm a ghost, I've gone yeah. back to all handsome like I was when I were a kid. Yeah. Because uh, I'm a ghost, I'm off duty, so I can have a bit of a dance and maybe a drink later I'll on. have a drink as well, if you've got okay. any. Whose party is this, anyway? The Ewoks organised it, did they? Yeah, well, it's a fucking... I tell you what, I'm dying of thirst here, you cunts. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Is it, is it a spoiler? Is it a spoiler to reveal that, that there was a fleeting glimpse of a couple of Ewoks in this film? <laughs> no, it's not. And that was one of my favorite bits. It's not really, but yeah. But did you see that we stuck around for the the uh, the credits at the end? Did you yeah. see the cast list? No. One of those two Ewoks, Warwick Davis, came back to play Wicket again. The fucking cunt! He gets everywhere, doesn't he, Warwick Davis? <laughs> oh, I hear they're making a new Star Wars. He is in every Star I'll Wars film one way or another. Fuck you now. He's. He's he's busy. He's like the Gary Neville of Star Wars, isn't he? Yeah. Getting involved in everything. And I feel sorry for all the other midget actors because he sort of nicks every role. There's a lot of them and there's not many roles out there. And actually anyone can play a fucking... Anyone of that height can play... And you only actually see the Ewoks from behind anyway, I think, more or less. Oh, no, you do see their Mm. faces. But you sort of think anyone could play. It's a costume. You've got your money. You've done all your stuff with Ricky Gervais. I bet he's minted, Warwick Davis. Right? You've got the you've got the quiz show night TV in an afternoon. Yeah. Have you seen that? It's got a quiz show he's now. He's got his own quiz show. He did Celebrity Squares for a bit. Is he? Is it? Is the yeah. quiz show not short of work? Is, is it? the quiz show dwarf themed, or is it uh, general knowledge? No. Or? No. It, no. It's not. It's not. It's um, it's inclusive. That's the right so word. It's I'm for everyone. For. But, um, it's not just a, it's it is, not yeah. just a, a special it's dwarf just for the show. dwarf community. Right, okay. No. Well, that's great. Well, why shouldn't it be? Oh, maybe it should be. I don't know. I'm, I'm confused, but good luck to but him. Any, anyway, but the point is, I do Star think he's, he's got so much money now, he, he should step aside and let some of mm. the other little people have, have some of the work that's going around. He's like, his yeah. attitude is, if there is a fucking ju- part for a fucking midget, right, anywhere in British entertainment, in films, in TV and theatre, I fucking get first dibs on everything. And that's the fucking rule, right? That's the Warwick Davis mm. rule, 
right? No other cunt. Yeah, you might get the crumbs from my table if I'm fucking super busy making my quiz show, right? Or if they haven't fucking offered me enough fucking dough because I want top fucking dollar, right? Maybe then someone else will get a chance. But on the whole, I will tell you, I'm going to say yes to everything. And I don't want any of these other fucking dwarfs. He's like one of these dwarfs who hates other dwarfs. He might be a massive cunt. I don't know. Well, that's... He seems nice. That's the picture I'm painting, isn't it? Jimmy Savile seemed nice. Well, he wasn't. Oh, hang on. Now you're really... I'm not drawing that comparison. It's very dangerous to compare people to Jimmy Savile. Especially Warren Davis. I'm I'm comparing characteristics, not not. (laughs) All you're saying is... Look, oh, God. look, look for the clues. I just wanted right? to talk about Star Wars. Well, this is Star Wars relevant. I just wanted to talk about the film. And George Lucas is like. I just wanted to talk about the film. George Lucas is still a, is still a consultant on these films, you know. He have said they well, said I was hi, thinking, George. I, I, I was good. Hi, George. Uh, we're just checking in. JJ's finished the script. Have you had a chance to look at it? Because, you know, we're still paying you quite a lot of money as per the deal for you to consult. Because, of course, no one, George, has a grip on the Star Wars universe and canon as closely as you do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the canon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I've read it. I've read it. I've read it. Okay, what did you think? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was it was good. I liked it. What were your favourite bits? Uh, favourite bits. Yeah, I like the bit where there was a. I'm going to say the bit with a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Which ghost? Which ghost? Right. Fuck me. Uh, well, it's hazy. I mean, I I read it like I say, but I read a lot of things. I got a few books on the go at the moment and all. But I'm gonna say <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. No, Obi Wan Kenobi's ghost wasn't in it. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> the other one, the geezer. Oh, what was his name? I want to say Luke. Luke, is it? Yeah, Luke. I like the bit with him in. Okay, great. George, is there anything you would like to contribute that you think is missing? Because you are the real owner of the soul of this franchise, and JJ would be very happy for you to make contribution. Yeah. Uh, well, I would like to see some of them little bears back, if, they, if you can squeeze some of them in, because I really <laughs> felt that they were good. Uh, I don't think you need to hire any midgets now, though, to be honest, because you can do it all on the computer or with robots, as far as I understand it. Um, but, yeah, I would say stick a couple of the old teddy bears in and Bob's your uncle. The rest is fucking job well done. I assume the check's in the post, love. <laughs> there was a bit of it that felt very George Lucas uh, as if they, they he had like a, a deal or something where he has to contribute one character to each new film. And it was it was like, yeah, well, I've got I've, I've come up with my character. It's, uh, it's a droid. Uh, basically, it's a fucking wheel uh-huh. and it's got a comb for an head. Yeah. There you go. Because I know you've got the little ball fella that goes around. Yeah. So we can't do another ball. But this was just a wheel. And I thought we'll just give him a cone for an head. There we go. Uh, what do you reckon? And it's a good thing that I can't believe I'm kicking myself. I didn't think of it earlier for the other fucking robot ones, right? Just make it talk English. Do you know what I mean? Because then there's a lot less fucking yeah. explaining to do, right? Because you've got the, the <laughs> one fucking robot. It goes bleep, bleep, blop. 
and you've got to waste all this time with the gay robot fucking interpreting what it is he just said. No one's got a clue. Why don't we make life simple? Why wouldn't they, if they had a come to program it, why wouldn't the humans, right, have programmed the fucking robots to speak their fucking language? Makes no sense. <coughs> so this cunt, the wheel, the cone yeah. on the wheel, make him speak English. Everyone's life's fucking much easier. Well, cool. Well, I don't know. Let's call him Wheelie or fucking something like that. I don't know. You ever seen yeah, that program, Chilton and the Wheelies? That's where I got the idea, right? Chilton and the Wheelies. <laughs> to be honest, that was a big influence on all the Star Wars films because I was watching a lot of it at the time in the 70s and there was this fucking mad witch who I based the Emperor on and then there was this cunt called Chilton who was sort of like a weird bear and he was where I got the idea from Chewbacca for. And then there's all these wheelies, which are like the droids. And that's basically, that's what people say that I ripped off all them Japanese films, Seven Samurai and all that. That's bollocks. It's all based on Chilton and the wheelies. And originally, I asked the bloke who wrote the theme tune for Chilton and the wheelies, right, to do the same sort of theme tune for Star Wars. But the studio said it didn't fit with the visuals. So we ended up doing something with what's-his-name, John Williams. But I thought, in the yeah. original director's cut of Star Wars that I've got, it does have the uh, same theme tune as Chawton and the Wheelies on it, when that when you see all the writing yeah. at the beginning and that. Yeah. So, But, but I mean, it was... It was a fucking great film. What else? What else stood out? Yeah, Chewbacca had grown his hair a little bit. I like that. He looked cool. He was sort of a bit shaggier than usual. He looked like looser, sort of a 70s... Sexier. He looked a bit like a 70s country rock artist, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was there anything else about it that you want to talk about? You know, we haven't really done any spoilers. I don't think we need to. But it was... It was a, for me, right, it was a space romp. It felt like a massive space romp. There was loads of fighting. There was loads of chases and explosions. Mm. And it was just fucking brilliant. And the fighting was quite um, extravagant and experimental. Like, there was powers and fighting techniques that we've never seen in Star Wars before, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Like, did you like the bit where they're both trying to control that ship using the Force? Like, when when Ren and... yeah. um, yeah. And they're both they're both trying to get it, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, oh man, it was just so good. Yeah, and what else is good? Yeah, it was just all good, really. I mean, I can't think of a shit bit. In fact, even the the last Star Wars film I really liked was the um, Force Awakens, right? The other J.J. Abrams one, and that was great. I really like it. But even that had a couple yeah. of daft bits in it that you thought were unnecessary, like. You know, they just sort of introduce mm. like some big silly monsters that chase them around on a ship, but you don't really see the point. It's just like filler. It doesn't really contribute to the story as a whole. It's a, yeah. it's a tangent. Do you know what I mean? And this one, I thought, was harked back more to the way that George Lucas did the original films because there aren't any tangents. There's a mm. lot of drama and action, but each bit seems like relevant. The last film... Um, yeah. the, the one the, which I thought was one of the worst Star Wars films was the uh, the uh, Last Jedi right that was almost like one mm-hmm. big fucking nonsensical tangent the whole thing do you know what I mean a whole fucking thing where yeah. where like Finn goes off to fucking casino land goes to Space Vegas and releases a load of fucking horses yeah. who gives a shit about that do you know what I mean he goes to Space Vegas 
and releases some fucking horses from captivity. It's a whole fucking Fuck animal rights su- like subplot that no one cares about. That is mm. like George Lucas got back and forth. Yeah, I mean, um, what you could do, I suppose, is you could do something like, I was thinking a big planet. Imagine an old planet that's like Vegas, right? Or Blackpool. All right, let's say Black. <laughs> it's like Blackpool, but it's old planet of Blackpool. <laughs> Sounds great. But there's a dark side to it. Because the cunts that run the place, right, they've got a private security force and they just keep loads of horses locked up, right? <laughs> and, like, treated real bad. Like, they don't feed them proper. They don't let them out for much exercise. They hit them with sticks, right? And then two of the goodies, right, they go off and they just go to Space Blackpool and they find out about these horses and they let all the horses out. And then what happens? That's it. That's it, yeah. It's making a point, isn't it? Making yeah, a point because nowadays, post me too, people want political points, don't they? So do that. <laughs> yeah. So there we are. That's our Star Wars Roundup, I think. We'll leave it there. Yeah. Is that an, an episode? episode? Star Wars Roundup. Episode. That's an episode, mate. Uh, okay. Yeah. Good yeah. Fuck we've it. knocked that Stick out. It that out. out. Well, that's a bit, bit of bonus content yeah. for Christmas. Hopefully, yeah. you won't ruin the film for anyone that hasn't seen it yet. But if it does, uh, there you sure go. problem. Yeah. All right, see you, everyone. I hope you're all having a Merry Christmas. Just rest. Yeah. Just rest. TTFN. TTFN, the kids. Jump in, we'll take you for a spinner, show you round the wheelie world. Hop on its front and come along and take a look at wheelie world. You'll be surprised how good it feels. Just zoom around all the young wheels so merrily. A whoopee. You don't need a ticket, but we'll take you on for free and if you see no rich vanilla, don't be worried, for there's no cause for alarm. Because <laughs> we've got Cholton, who's the dragon, he will keep you free from harm. <laughs> it's fun at any time of year. So put your wheel in second gear and then hold tight. All right, we'll show you all the sights of Wheelie World. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.